Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about some formative teaching experiences in our lives, and we discuss this week's messages in our series entitled Come Together. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Back in the armchair with me is Pastor John. Pastor John, welcome back. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. It is Tuesday morning uh, when we're recording this, and we've just done week number two in our series called Come Together. And uh, this week was all about the importance of being in a community teaching, learning yeah. together. Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned in your message, and I, I kind of wanted to use this as a jump off today, is you, you mentioned a group that you were with in seminary uh, called the Heretics Club, which yes. I think is hilarious uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, not not a heretic now, as far as you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah but depends who you ask. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. That's true. That, it's always about perspective, right? Um, but formative group in yes. seminary. Um, yeah. And it just made me think... Have there been times like classes or groups where you have been committed to learning together, growing together through the word of God Mm -hmm. that really stand out as pivotal in your mind? I mean, you've probably been through scores and scores of small groups and either taught or been a student in scores and scores of classes. So, but are there a couple that, that really stand out as pivotal to your um, faith life, maybe ministry yeah. life, wh- whatever. I mean, do you have some yeah, that, are, yeah. that are come well, to a mind? Well, th- three of them come to mind now, now, uh, now that I think about it. Um, one of them was was in seminary, and we had a professor of New Testament, uh, Ulrich Mauser, who, was, uh, who, who uh, grew up in uh, in Germany during during World War II, which is which was which was uh, interesting in and of itself. Uh, but tremendous, you know, uh, man of faith and very influential. And we took taking a class. It was a class with him, and, and but the class we made we might have had twenty five people in the, in the class at the time. And this man is up there reading his New Testament from the Greek. There's no German translation or English translation in his hand. There's only the Greek translation yeah. in his hand. It's that, that kind of thing. But the way he engaged us with the material. I mean, Doctor Doctor Gillespie, the president. I did Romans. The book of Romans, chapter nine through eleven, was one whole course yeah. in in, uh, in seminary, uh, which is they call it the black hole of Romans. But that was similar to that. But but this one with Doctor Mauser was just it was it was just the the depth that we got to go to and and what what if I remember the effect of just seeing my eyes were just opening mm-hmm. up to seeing things. And I hadn't read a lot of this a lot. I mean, I was still a relatively young Christian at, at that time, but but just seeing things that I that I having had not seen before in, yeah. in the text, and it was just like, I mean, part of me inside was going, "That's amazing!" I was yeah. just so really excited about that. So that was one. I think another one was um, uh, this was in my first church out of seminary, and it was in a study on the Book of Hebrews, and and the format for this it was a small group. It wasn't in church. It was a small group in homes. Yeah, and uh, and it was the Book of Hebrews, and we took turns to, in leadership. Oh yeah, fun. And so uh, so and it, and most of the people who were in the group were elders in the church. So these are people, and some couple of them were professors at a local Christian college. So serious about the faith, and I think for that one, it was the content of that was the you 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 have these various views of the atonement that are, that you're talk talked about, but this one really digs deep in, in substitutionary. A, a, mm-hmm. a theory of atonement, 
and just to see that built out over the course of a of, of one book. Yeah. And I think th- and that was just really just I was, I was like sometimes you get those I'm like a dry sponge and yeah. there's water I'm being absorbing water that was one of those moments and I think another one was um, was with a uh, a group of elderly re- I mean these are in a retirement community I would do a weekly Bible study mm. and you know it was, it was several things with that one of them is these are these are the saints of the church yeah. and they have they've got 60 years on me of bible study yeah and so i'm coming in there like this young buck going to you know teach teach them a thing or two and pretty soon i'm right taking notes from them <laughs> because they're telling me these things that they have how they've yeah, encountered right. these things and so just the and, and we did and that was literally verse by verse chapter mm-hmm. by chapter and that was uh, that was just a great learning uh, first off there's no learning there's no better learning than, than than being a teacher, you know, we know that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than teaching, so that you have great learning. But then, when you have that, you're prepared with that, and then you go in, and then you learn further from those who have who have had much more time on this earth than you. It was really fabulous. So, yeah. So those are three. As you said, I've got there's there's I can think of dozens of yeah. other situations where I could say that was really powerful. Some prayer gatherings and some, but but in, in terms of teaching and learning. Those three stand out. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think my when I think about the moments where the learning, you think about so one of the you talked about kind of a couple of aspects of the teaching component, you know, teaching moment that are that that make something significant, which I, I want to dive into when we talk a little bit more about our sermons. But um, but the, the for me, uh, when I was in seminary, one of the very first classes I took after I took Greek one intensive Greek, um, which was formative in a different for a different yeah. reason. I thought I was going to give up ministry after that. I was like, this, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, uh, was I feel your pain? Was was I took? This, this was actually two classes, but they were they were you know back to back. You had to you know kind of take take them together. It was um, taught by Doctor Richard Pratt. And the first was intro to intro to, to theological and pastoral studies. We, they called it ITPS, is what they called it. And then the second was hermeneutics, so hermeneutics class. And uh, that was really, I, you know, I had been in a in a Presbyterian church for five years, uh, serving as the youth director for five years at that point, but really didn't know Presbyterian theology very much at all. And and uh, that two things about that class one is the content was just really profound to me because i'd never never really heard anything about you know reading the bible with with you know covenant theology eyes mm, i yeah. never you know i never really uh, read the you know looked at the bible through a literary critical viewpoint and and that my, i i will say that uh, the, richard pratt is kind of a for those that know, he he was a, a prodigy. Graduated Harvard at like nineteen. Wrote his first book, which was taught in seminaries at twenty one, something like that. He read, like you're talking about, your professor read uh, Genesis from the Hebrew Bible and was translating it on the fly, which I, I thought, Mind yeah, blown. I, yeah. I, and I thought to my, I, you know, I was twenty five years old, and I was like, I don't know that I'm cut out for this. I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, but just that, that's he. He was also very commanding and very. Uh, um, he pushed back a lot on the, I mean, these are big classes. It's like 110 students in it, mm-hmm. um, intro classes. And you get a lot of people in those classes that think they know everything. And I remember going in there 
like absolutely knowing I didn't know anything yeah. because I knew I did not know any Reformed theology and just kind of taking it all in. But you had these, you had people that had graduated from, you know, Covenant College and they had graduated from Wheaton and they, you know, they had come from, you know, the, those camps and, and so they thought they knew and <laughs> he let them know real quick they did not. And, but also super um, humble and, and was also mm. starting a ministry and was about midway, you know, called Third Millennium Ministries or Third Mill that was uh, creating seminary level content to be distributed to pastors worldwide. Mm. So the the vast majority of pastors and uh, teachers in the world do not have access to to seminary training, not even quality seminary training, no, no seminary training because they're in third world areas. They're in areas where it's, it's impractical. So he's got this 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 mission group that. That, that was doing that. That was kind of what he's actually. That's what he does full time now. That's all he does full time mm-hmm. now. He left seminary to to really focus on that. So he was really putting his. He wasn't just walking the walk in terms of the importance of it. But that that there was a lot of eye opening things for me, and I yeah. fell in love with the Book of Genesis in that class because yeah. that's what those two. That was really you know those were the where you practiced your hermeneutical you know the tools in the tool belt you know that where you practice going through various passages with the different things. So. Was it hard? Would you say the class was hard? Was it hard? Was it? You know, you know how it is. When I think it was probably mentally rigorous. It was very rigorous. I don't think it was yeah. difficult. It was yeah. rigorous, but yeah. because it was so exciting to me, yeah, uh, it was it was something that like was was easy because it was exciting, right? Yeah. Rigorous, but but easy. You know, yeah, rigorous probably. You, you, when you go in, especially as you did, uh, yeah. you and I both did. We yeah. would get, when you go in as a second career, yeah. as opposed to going straight from undergraduate yeah. into graduate school, uh, it's a different animal because you you made lots of sacrifices to get there, yeah. and you are highly motivated and very specifically motivated to, to, do to, well. to do well. Well, and and I'll say too, I you know I had been in ministry you know, my entire adult life, but, but really thought I didn't want to go to seminary. When I went to seminary, I wasn't really sure, you know, I thought it was going to be kind of dry and bland and not really transformative, which I, I think there are some seminary experiences that are like that. You know, you go in real passionate, hot for the, for Jesus and for the gospel and seminary, unfortunately, in some cases really tamps that down. And I, and I'll say, yeah, no, year two and a half to, it was a little bit more of a slog, but that first, those first two classes back to back, I I was like, man, I wish I had known this. I've been, I've been teaching the Bible all wrong. Um, and it made me have a passion for the entire Bible. Um, the importance of old Testament, new Testament, which is one of the things our tradition does very well is elevating both old Testament, and new Mm -hmm. Testament. So that was all exciting. I felt like the, the, uh, I remember thinking multiple times in seminary that to get what I'm getting in a three year period of time would have taken me 10, 20, oh, 30 yeah. years. <clears throat> yeah. If that, if that, yeah. with that, with the one hour a day, one hour a week you know, yeah. format of, of Sunday. And, and even that, because, because you have a, depending on what their group is that get, gathers, you have, usually if you have a mixed group, you can't go as deep with a mixed group yeah. into the kinds of depths we're, that you're talking about yeah. uh, with that group. So it would take, I might not ever have gotten it had yeah. I not gone to seminary. And then I think I've had several small group kind of experiences that were, really impactful. We, I was in a group uh, when I was in my former church that met, it started off meeting in homes, um, 
it was part of one of the campaigns that we did. We launched it. It was 40 Days of Community for those that yeah. know the Rick Warren. 40 Days of Community, we started that group. And um, and you start out with just four couples. We had eight people total, I think. Um, and then within a couple of years, it was, you know, we had 35 or 40 people come. It wasn't a small group anymore. But that, but you know, the camaraderie. We, we you know, we, we celebrated birthdays together, and people having babies, and 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 buying houses, and you know, things like that. And and those are the and the teachings was there. I, I was the prime facilitator, but it was really more facilitation. It was a lot less. Like if people know me, I teach a class here called Agape, and it's it's more didn'actic. It's it's more classroom setting. There is back and forth, but it's not built for the. It's not mm-hmm. built with that in mind. It's I leave space for it, but that's not right. that's not the driving force of the content. Uh, where this was the driving force of the content. I'm not. The thing that made that was special was just the conversations that we had around, you know, the gospel of Mark. We went through the gospel of Mark at one point, and I, I remember that one specifically because there was just a lot of really great conversations about who Jesus is and, and why he did what he did and why he didn't do what he didn't mm. do. And and just hearing, you know, people's perspectives, some had no biblical literacy whatsoever uh, or very little and some were had had some seminary training and and so and that 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 to me is one of the fun parts of being in a in in a study like that to see people's you know because we've had these you and i've had these experiences we've just been describing and then when you enter into a space and you see someone else having that same kind of of experience even if it's in a smaller way just to be, be able to see something they didn't see before that is yeah that is motivating for me. I, I, well, I enjoy think that's that. Why, I think that's why you and I don't. When we when we go into the preaching moment, we have that kind of mentality. But even though even times when we teach different things, like you know, when I teach weekly here at FPC, it's it's amazing. It's it's so wonderful. And and this is a class a class that is mostly mostly older people. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are mostly people like you said. I, I I look at some of them like you've forgotten more about the Bible <laughs> than I, yeah. I I know. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'll yeah. ever know, but. But there's still you see the insights that they yeah. glean, and and they'll you know someone will say something in the class, and it'll spark yeah. something else, and and uh, yeah, it's just there's nothing quite like that when you're really digging into the Bible with other people yeah. that 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 really um, creates the gravity. And I, and I will say this: you said digging into the Bible. I will say this: I enjoy having the the studies on topics. Yeah, I enjoy that. I've, I've taught parenting and mm-hmm. marriage and done marriage you know uh, uh, counseling coaching if you will uh, but there's really nothing like yeah. you know you you're in the gospel of Matthew right now yeah. in um in, in your agape class there's nothing like you know yeah. start as i said starting at chapter 1 verse 1 and Moving plowing through, through until you get done but even when you know like one of the things that makes it and and as we're talking now kind of into our sermons this week you know you mentioned the topical versus the, the kind of the expositional verse by verse but i do think even what makes a church study on something like parenting or marriage different than like if you were to go to you know some civic organization that was teaching a class on parenting is we're still basing that knowledge right. on scripture like we're basing you know when i've when i've taught on you know marriage or parenting you know we're looking at now there's a lot of practical kind of things that go into it but you're looking at it from the standpoint of well, what is the, how does the how's the bible designed these relationships and we 
you know, even like Tim Timmy's is leading financial peace, you know, finishing up a cycle, financial peace. I mean, there's biblical principles that are undergirding. I think the practical pieces of it are, are, you know, they're always helpful and you Mm -hmm. want to, you want to have the practical, especially when you're in a parenting or marriage Mm -hmm. or a financial situation Mm -hmm. to take those three Mm -hmm. when you're in a pickle and you really need some answers. What do I do? Those are all really helpful. But what I love about what you're saying is that, is that what's most helpful in the end, in the long run is to, is to think well and think accurately uh, about marriages and think about parenting and, and finances. Yeah, and so that's what that's what rooting it in the in the word uh, does for us makes it eternal, right? It makes these it makes these very temporal, yep. practical, almost mundane things that are important things. Yeah. But then it what it does is it roots it in this eternal concept that so it makes it makes all the difference. And it reminds us too of the incarnate. I mean, this is now really spiritualizing the whole thing, but it reminds us of the incarnation when Jesus comes to earth, he comes as a human being who does have to deal with mundane things, right? I mean, that's why they question him on things like taxes and 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 marriage and and things like that because he's human being in the middle of the mundanity of being a human being, and and so he, there's there are things that that Matt, you know, God cares about those things. I've said to the to the people who work on the property committee of our church, yeah, that it seems like the most boring, mundane things. I said, <laughs> but but look throughout the history of God working with His people. Did He not create use? physical spaces absolutely. to do spiritual oh, things. Absolutely. So the physical space of the tabernacle, the physical space of the of the temple, it matters. And yeah. the physical space of the of the synagogue and, and the home the home churches, the temple courts, all those things matter because those are the places that get stretched out. People enter into those places and God does amazing things. So. What a great I mean this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I do think you're I mean, whenever I've heard and I've been and you've probably been in these classes or groups or conferences where they you know, where some and I don't want to disparage any kind of denomination or whatever, but they diminish the importance of space. Right. Right. They diminish, oh, what does it matter? You know, that sort of thing. And you, you look and go, I don't know, man, there's yeah. a, there are, there's a lot of ink spilled in the Bible. God being very specific in this detail. I mean, down to mindful the, and caring about yeah, space, and and down to the like type of thread you're going to yeah. use. I mean, we're talking Put like these grommets the, here. Right? Use this material for their this system. many cubits. This <laughs> yeah. like he was drawing a uh, you know yeah. uh, because God does care about the mundane, right? And so when we teach on topics in the church, we can go back to God's word even, and and that's yeah. what makes it different than yeah. you know just a, just a base. You know, if you go to a leadership course that that's Tony Robbins or whatever he's not he's not referencing the scripture whereas if you go to a teaching on leadership that's 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 about that's from a biblical or a Christian perspective they're going to go back to scripture and look yeah. at those as as foundational so that's why we we talk this week about the importance yeah. of gathered teaching and what do you think you kind of mentioned you went back and talked a little bit about some of the challenges to the come the whole come together idea but when it comes to the teaching portion of ministry and church life you know how do those challenges that you mentioned the isolationism and some of those things mm-hmm. and even now that we're and you you talked about a little bit the the post covid post pandemic yeah. kind of thing what are some of the challenges that we still face in in dealing with this topic it's i feel like there's there it's a little i don't say easier but it's it's a little bit easier for people to say okay i get it i need to come back to church you know i need to make that you know on a sunday morning that's part of my regular practice but but maybe there's a different distance in 
in the post-pandemic era and even the the, cult, the 21st century without the pandemic that makes this call yeah. a challenge? Well, I think I, I think we were just talking about it that in our own experiences of the seminary classes, we found them we both found them rigorous. We yeah. found them energizing and rigorous, but the mm. rigorous part meant that we had to read and study and learn mm. and grow and 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 adapt and 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 that's that you know some people are not up for that yeah so i think part of it is that is that you know it, it can be energizing if we just give ourselves to it but we've got to make that get that mental i'm going to give myself to that so i think there's a lot of front end thinking through what is it i'm, I'm committing to it's almost like an intimidation kind of factor that that some people carry with them in that yeah and but it's intimidation that that i might not be able to handle it with my lifestyle my yeah. my, my meaning my meaning my my commitment uh, mm-hmm. levels and things like that so i think that's part of it. i think there's also a challenge that that we have as church leaders to facilitate that and to and to make it make it accessible for accessible, people accessible yeah and i loved how you did in in the message this week that you you put the website a screenshot of the of the website on the you know on the screen and yeah. so everybody can see go there go go to that place right there click there yeah. and you will find every, all all that you need there I, I I mentioned it in in passing but uh but you had the benefit of of the well, visual there and some of that's a little bit of a you know, we talked about we talk about this a lot. You know, you, you have a conversation with somebody, you have a conversation with somebody, and that ends up kind of making a directional move in a, in a message, right? So I always tell people, be careful, be very careful what you say to your pastors before a Sunday <laughs> sermon, because it, something will end up. You will have influenced it. You just don't know yeah. it. But it's just one of these things where people always kind of I don't say always, but I get a lot of well, where do you know what what resources is the church providing to help us grow? I'm like, are you? flipping kidding me because like when you go to our website there are group 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 i mean in in, in a wide variety yeah and class 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 it was like if you're not finding resources maybe because you're not looking right yeah. and like if you don't know where to look if this if that if that is a barrier okay here's what it looks like so when you you go to the the website and and you and i both said this if you don't find something We'll try to help. Know. We'll try to help you find. Promise you, you create will. something. You know, we'll try to help create something. I think that's important, though. I think resourcing for a congregation that's 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 uh, a responsibility that we should take on as yeah. in, in the, within the churches to create those, and we have, and that's what you were we're, yeah. both, we're talking about right now. That there's all these things out out there. I remember talking to someone about uh, about daily the daily rhythm of, of Bible reading. Yeah, and finally walked that person through some of the ways that you can decide what to read and mm-hmm. and do that throughout the course of the year like our uh, our community bible reading mm-hmm. program that we have here and introduce other bible reading plans and the person's response was that's what i've been missing and I think what you're saying as well, they're saying, that's what I've been missing. Always need to say, do you have that there, frust- it, there it is, right do you, there. Do you ever have that frustrated <laughs> response inside that you want to say, it's been there for a long time? Like, it's this is not new. This is not. I, I, I always have to check myself. I really do. Because I get, yeah. I get, my patience level gets low with yeah. that, especially when. We do a lot of communication about these things, right? And, and we're like, well, what? Yeah. You know, how do we? And maybe, yeah. like you said, the responsibility is on us to 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 keep at it, keep one, pointing to it, keep saying it, and yeah. then maybe figure out hey, even more, even more I, I, creative <laughs> ways to do it, right? I'm sure my father told me things when I was a teenager that that I that, right. that were that were that oh, were true that. and that yeah. were real, and I had it's no ears to hear, right over <laughs> our heads. Right? I'm sure there were and words right. going in my brain, my around me, but I, I just you know, just, just people, people are just that. Yes, to answer your question, yes. I do, I do have that little voice in the back of my head said, yes, this is the thing that's been in the bulletin. It's been in this. It's been, it's been everywhere in the, in, around the world and on the website. It's been there. 
for the last you know yeah. six years. That's right. That's right. That's right. But but now you hear it, which yeah. is great yeah. because it, because it's God's timing. It's not our timing, right? And, and I, you know, one of the things I think is a kind of a challenge, and I and I and I'd be curious what you how you because I I think both of us avoided this. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious to know if you avoided this on purpose. I had it in my message, but I avoided it in the message because of the overall series being about doing this in community together. together. I avoided an application point that – uh, that put the teaching into an, an individual context. So, for example, oh, yeah. Yeah. for example, I had initially, and this is not to diminish that it's still a good resource and important, but I had in my 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 applications in the first round talking about what uh, what what we have called right now media. Right, right now media is a resource that we that we have access to as a church, and it provides a lot of great teaching, a ton of great teaching. The, the Netflix for it's, the church, the as Netflix they, as say. for the church, and it's great. It's wonderful, and and I will say a lot of our groups use those as right. jumping off points. But I resisted in this message, yeah, to to put that as an application point because. It, it, you know, talk about the intimidation factor. It puts it back to, uh, well, I could just do this on my own, right? Which is the opposite of what Acts two forty two is talking right. about, right? right? They devoted themselves yeah. together to the apostles' teaching. Did you have anything like that in your message yeah, that you I mean, backed off of, like the well, personal kind of? Not, not that I, I mean, because I, I guess I had, I, I, I'm so like, you know, get together, get together in my, yeah. in my mind. I didn't really think about that, but I, but I was. In my mind, I was thinking about there. There is an individual component. I guess I said it. I would. I, I approached it a little different. There is an individual component yeah. to Bible study. Yeah. You know, my wife does. A seal does. Does BSF. Yeah. And there is an individual component. Yeah. You were scouring through the Bible to, to to get answers, but that that was not this. Yeah. And that and and that's and and when people stop only when when people only do that, I. I, I they're they're missing. Yeah, they're, they're missing out on those great conversations that you and I have been talking about. These, yeah. these these people who have learned so much over the years, and these people who are who are who've, who are scholars in in the field. You know, you're, you're just missing out on the communal aspect. And so so, yes, I thought about it, but I thought about it differently. And one of the things that you did, uh, I think, better than uh, how you framed it, I, I liked it better. And I wish I had framed it like this. You know, you talked about the teaching, preaching in in Sunday mornings, and that that's important. But you also made the caveat in there. But if that's all you're doing, that's you're, that's not going to be where the depth of well, faith that was, really comes that was in. A, that was a tricky one there because you could you could hear that and hear that. Well, Sunday morning is not that important. Yeah, so which is to, not what you said. I had to make sure to say that this is an important part, and it isn't. It's an important part of what happens. You know, we get our practices on, on our worship practices right out of the synagogue, right out mm-hmm. of the, the 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 Jewish practices, which included. And, we, and Paul was talking to Timothy about that. Yeah. It's included reading, reading, and preaching from the from the scriptures. Yeah. So there is this moment where, and that is more. If worship is more us up to God, that's a moment in the service where, which is a significant significant moment mm-hmm. in the service where it's God speaking Back to. to yeah. Speaking to us, so I didn't want to diminish that, yeah, because I think it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. And it's and and if that's all we have, then and that's all we have time for, then that is absolutely way better than no- nothing. Nothing at better all. Better than nothing. Way yeah. better than nothing at all. But the problem with it is that, and, and this is this is the thing that you see over time is that people who only have that and they don't go to the agape classes, they don't go to the, these other things or these small small groups. They, they just seem to be they, they seem to kind of never get past a certain spiritual yeah. spiritual maturity yeah and, yeah and 
maybe that's a good way, fair way to say it. By spiritual maturity, I think about the 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 their awareness of the of the content of the faith, the 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 the, the robust practices of the faith, mm. and then really just the virtue of the person, the character of the person that is developed because of the faith. Yeah. But that that type of spiritual maturity never really gets you know much traction. Doesn't get very far. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought that was really well done. And as I was looking at it too, my I, I kind of go back and forth, and and I think. When you look at at and and it's going to show up this week when we talk when, at least when I preach I have a have a thought you know kind of a thing I'm I'm kind of work, trying to work out about the fellowship piece mm-hmm. the different levels of fellowship that that we are called to um, don't want to spoil that too much though so you have to come in Sunday and hear that Intent, there are and, different and, levels but 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 the teaching like some people say well I'm only comfortable in the the public you know in t- teaching small group things so I'm not coming to church on Sunday yeah and and it's like it's it's what the Bible paints this picture of 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 a both and right. Yeah. It paints this picture of, you know, there is, there's always these three kind of places where we learn yeah. from God's word, and one is the public, the public preaching, Gathering. teaching, and the scripture reading, and that's you know important part because you get to see the full or a fuller body of Christ. But then, as you're saying, the the smaller group environment is. Is where you get you get to dig, right? Mm-hmm. Because you and I, 25, 30 minute sermon, it's only you know, we're only digging so much, right? Only digging so much. And there's no, at least in our context, some churches it's not like this, but in our context, there's no dialogue. Yeah. There's no two way street. Yeah, people don't talk back to us during the during the sermons. No, 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 no. <laughs> not no, out loud not, anyway. Not, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe under their breath. Um, but in the teaching place, there is a hey. Uh, uh, Pastor John, um, I have a question here. Um, yeah. I don't understand what you mean by this. Are you saying that you know, like, and and what about? I heard this from this this source over mm-hmm. here, and then there's a there can't even in a big class there can be some dialogue, and that's why that's important. And then you have that individual level which we're talking about before. I, I wonder, did did you think much about the uh, the ask? And maybe this is a good question as we continue on in the series. The 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 ask of a typical person in the church. That we are making in this series. Yes, I absolutely. And maybe put it together with all the other asks that we've been talking, we've talked about over the uh, over the over the years. Is like, you know, what is, you know, is there. Is there a risk that it, that the typical person would say, "Look, I work full time. Right. I've got a family, and I've do these. I have these other interests here, and now the list from the church." Is is it's growing longer? Yeah, and that when you talk about the intimidation factor, I think there is the intimidation factor of the rigor, but I also think there's the the intimidation factor of the calendar, which I think that's a big. Mm. I, I, I think about that constantly, um, and I think primarily, I've never. I, I joke about this. I've never had a real job, right? And I've never had like <laughs> like. I mean, I have. I mean, I worked, worked in, in books. Bookstores I, I worked and, in bookstores, and yeah. I, I've done that. But I mean, in my adult life. I've yeah. only ever worked in churches, which is a real job. I mean, but it's not like I've Work, never worked in a business. I've never worked in a, a secular community, a, you know. Yeah, yeah business. So, like, church ministry has always been part of my ministry life. My vocational life have always been hand in hand. But my wife is different. So my wife works in a in a in a real job, quote unquote. She works in a in a in a for a company you you have you worked for AT&T for many years mm-hmm. so you have this there's a perspective and and Julie's always kind of helping me kind of tap into that perspective because we're generationally pastor's family right mm-hmm. my 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 family my dad her dad her brother her sister all pastors right when that's your only perspective you can forget 
how big the ask really is. Yeah. When you, when you're talking about someone who has one or two full time jobs in the house with yeah. with kids and and all that, and I think and the, if they got if they got a three hour four hour you know a, a week be, be worship plus another three three or four hours a week, there there's a lot of that's it's there's minimum. a lot of there's a lot of uh, prioritization that goes on in that in that three to four hours a week. Well, I think maybe this does go a little bit to what we're going to continue to talk about here, but I think that's over the course of the next several weeks with fellowship and breaking bread and all this but when the disciples were were the early church was doing this it was all happening in in one context right this was you know fellowship and and teaching and and breaking bread and prayer can all happen in one mm-hmm. 2 hour window or 1 hour and a half window a week you know in addition to the extension of that when you yeah. start talking about the 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 Sunday morning and the Sunday morning component there there are elements of all of that that happen there's prayer there's breaking bread in the sacrament there's 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 teaching yeah. and and there's fellowship but that's that's up at, only at this major upper level but what we're saying is yes that upper level is important that that large group community is important and not or and that next level is important. Mm-hmm. So we're asking people to reprioritize their and, lives around and that. And don't forget to serve in these ministries, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on these committees, and, the, yeah. and help help prepare for you know what what we got coming up. Some you know, night to shine and things yeah. like that. Yeah. What, one of the things that was interesting, we talked in staff meeting last week. We had the big staff meeting, and 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 uh, and uh, Nancy Bertram, you know, put put a great point out you know they do kids pack twice a month right on sunday mornings mm-hmm. and she's just talking about the community how they they talk to each other and they share life together i'm thinking well that's you know what right there you're knocking like two or three components out you're talking about mission and you're talking about fellowshipping together and really getting to know one another and 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 people want to be together there i mean if yeah. you it's add, a it's a it, it's another type of in that sense it's another type of small group yeah it's it, a service oriented small yeah. group and so i think the ask is big, but I also think it's talking about reprioritizing, you know, kind of what, you know, what, what people make central, central to their right. lives. Cause some of those same people won't think anything. And this is, no one knock rec sports leagues, but they won't think anything about signing their kid up for baseball and, and spending three hours on a Wednesday and four hours on a Saturday at the ball field. They just mm-hmm. won't think anything about that. Mm-hmm. But if we say, hey, an, you know, an hour small group and then an hour service, you know, we're not, the service things don't even happen, but maybe, you know, they're, they're once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that because, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, no, that's, you're right. When, as, you, when you, when you lay everything out and look at it compared to other things, that's yeah. a great, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I that's, that's kind of how I think of it. And yeah. I said, look, look it, and I always have to admit when I preach it like this, I'm speaking from the cheap seats. My seats are really cheap on this because my, my job is ministry life and 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 so there is a there's is an element where people can say yes it's easy for you pastor to which I then say well my wife has a, a job and <laughs> I do have two children and we but we have to make we've had to make decisions yeah that how and, are we going to prioritize and, and it really does come down to that each yeah. person needs to make those decisions. We, we we'll put the call out and I think these things are faithful the things that we are speaking of are faithful the idea of a large group experience and, and the the sacred assembly gathered together mm-hmm. for worship that is central that is important so that's faithful to say that and the idea of what what this Sunday has been, was about was to say you know if we're not in a smaller group of people who are engaging with and having conversations around much in the same way they did in the temple courts in the home we're missing out on something 
formative and yeah. big. And so it's faithful to say it's the it's a pattern that we see and it's worth re- carrying forward. And it's, and it's faithful to say that there ought to be a daily dimension to this, mm-hmm. a, a daily discipline to that. So, so we're we, we'll keep we'll keep. Yeah. Pounding out the, the the message, and it'll keep you'll keep making the ask, and 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 also serving in in your church and in, in in mission are other dimensions that are which we're going to get to in this are, series are also well too, yeah. a part of this. So just it's it's all they're they're all parts of it. But I think even even having said all that, probably a lot less than than especially if you have a travel league uh, yeah. travel league parent on a on a sports team. But I will say <laughs> I've, I've been proud uh, or proud maybe the right. I've been really impressed with some of the folks in our community. Um, who even before this series got started, they, they're starting groups um, on their own, yeah. meeting on. In the, they're figuring out times where that they can take the time. Yeah. You know, like doing morning coffee groups before work. Yeah. You know, they're doing um, you know lunch groups on their lunch break. I mean, so those types of things are happening. Even even not on our website, and that's the thing too. Is that's why we say if, if people want to get involved, and there's nothing on the website, talk to us. Talk to us, and maybe we know of things that aren't. They're not like wanting to be promoted because they're not wanting to be big groups. You know, they're yeah. wanting to keep it to six yeah. or seven or eight people. And 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 there are folks that you know that I know that have said to us, well, we really want to start a group, but we just got to find the right people that maybe yeah. we can kind of get people together and kind of you know get that get that. Started. I think another practical thing that that raises is that is that how do how do any of these things get started mm-hmm. if not uh, one person who feels really strongly about it and is willing to do something really really basic? Yeah, ask another person. Ask another person. Right, you know, Absolutely. and just 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 say, hey, I, I'd love to get the group of people, you know, in the choir or in the uh, in the band or or you know the same age same age as me or whatever around this topic. Mm-hmm. I want to get a group of people together. So boom, 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 I go and ask those people, and off and and there we go. So yeah. so asking is a big part of uh, of of forming. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's. That's what makes this this series kind of, I think, a good uh, sermon series for the beginning of the year. It's a reset button for people from a priority standpoint. Uh, it feels pretty bread, bread and butter, doesn't does, does it feel that way to you? It does, but I, I, I it does. I was almost apologetic with my with my applications this week. It's like uh, it's going to seem really basic. Uh, get in uh, get in a group, study the Bible, and trust God to teach you. Yeah, but I I, I think to some extent we kind of need the bread and butter right now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like we've been. Away from it. We, well, and we've also been we've been so reactionary to good point the the pandemic circumstances and and I and I feel like and and you and I've talked about this offline before where we've said you know it feels like now we can make plans now we can get back to doing what we know how to do and and it looks different and and people are different post pandemic their 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 mentality is different their their expectations are different um and 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 the and one of the things i wanted to highlight again from what josh said is that there uh last week is this idea of there's the diverse reactions to even the pandemic like and we've seen that too oh, yeah from the very beginning yeah the, the 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 bifurcation and trifurcation of people's opinions on stuff but that doesn't preclude us from being unified around the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And and I think that's why, yeah, it's bread and butter, but man, it's kind of the bread and butter we, yeah. we really need, you know, we need that sustenance. Hey, you, there was a, there was a point in your sermon when, uh, and I love this part where you were talking about your Walkman, you mowed the grass, yeah. mowed the grass all, all, all summer long to yeah. be able to buy one of these right. big yellow, big, I remember the big yellow yeah, Walkman. The sports one, yeah. Uh, I had a red one, so, yeah. uh, but, uh, and then, and then uh, I, I, I've, I had never seen, even heard of or seen the, sound the Audio Technico, uh, the Soundburger. The Soundburger. <laughs> but your point in all that is that we can't invent Jesus to be what we want. Yeah. Yeah. 
And how do we prevent that from happening? We stay yeah. on the work. Well, and, more about I think I think when we, you know when I was asking the question earlier about what are some of the challenges that we face, and I think this is I don't know maybe this is a this is a contextual the con you know when we're looking at the congregation in the classic service and we're looking at the congregation in vine, I we we feel like there's different there's different issues, right? There, there, there's, there are different challenges that they're mm. facing. And some of them, I think in, or some of them are broad across the board, but, but thinking through, uh, now in what philosophers are kind of looking at as a post postmodern era, you know, postmodern era is the old, you know, kind of the, the, there is no truth kind of thing. There is no spoon kind of thing. Um, now it's, there is truth, but it's just so individualized and so contextualized. And, yeah. and, and so teaching is kind of irrelevant in that context, right? If, 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 if it's, if it's John Fullerton's truth and Zach McGowan's truth, then it's, it's Josh Schweitzer's truth and it's Anna Butler's truth. And, and, and so when I go to jo John Fullerton's class, there's going to be radical disagreement than Zach McGowan's class because all truth is, is mm -hmm. individualized, not, not it's relative. Um, when that becomes the, the 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 standard ethos of of a culture or or a generation, it diminishes the importance of truth. And so I, I wanted to take a little time, but I also wanted to say this too. That's all. You know, there's always been that, right? I mean, this is what the uh, church in Ephesus was dealing with. This is what the church in Colossae was dealing yeah. with. This is what the church in Philippi this is what was, Paul dealing. was dealing with. All this is just what Paul was dealing yeah. with constantly because they were like, there were people that were constantly going into the congregations that he was starting either before or after him and saying, yeah, Jesus is blah, 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 blah. And it but, was total heresy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Primarily because Paul, because they didn't really have the good teaching, so they were just inventing the important the important doctrinal statements that they were going right. to live by. So you have the Judaizers saying, "Yes, Jesus is amazing, but he was also Jewish, and if you're going to follow Jesus, you got to be Jewish." You know, if I was in the Heretics Club, I'd look at that and I'd say, "Well, that kind of makes sense." If yeah. you don't have if you don't have the book of Romans, for example, and if you don't have, you know, the gospels, what Jesus actually, if you've never heard the actual statements of Jesus from the apostles, it makes a lot of it sense. It does. Cause he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, uh, shut down yeah. the, the old Testament. He fulfilled it. In and fact, so it, he says, I came not, I, I did not come to abolish the law, but yeah. I came to fulfill it. And if you're hearing that as a Gentile who doesn't have, therefore a, we must be, be ad, ad, adhere to all of it, right. which includes the dietary laws and includes yeah. the circumcision, circumcision and all the other yeah. But but Paul has to come in and correct, right? And and throughout church history, they there have been these heretic moments yeah. that uh make they make some sense. I mean, no heresy that gained traction was so out of left field. Yeah. That that yeah, the you, first four four centuries of the church when they were working through all of these yeah. uh, these these gatherings together to try and decide you know is Jesus fully human is he fully divine is you know what's the the interrelationship between the Father Son and Holy Spirit oh my goodness all, yeah. all of those that that was that there there were some pretty pretty stringent scriptural based teachers whose teaching they de they finally declared well you mentioned dos docetism in the docetism uh, in, yeah and uh, that that he jesus only appears to be he's a phantom yeah. Um, yeah so so you know th those are the 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 ones who are advocating what became unorthodox like non the non yeah. positions of the church were really really good yeah and 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 they make a lot of sense yeah. when you break and when you think about you talk about the first four centuries right 
um, when the final New Testament that we have was codified wasn't until the fourth century. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't until that 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 Easter letter from Athanasius. Um, I think I've got that right. Where where he says these are the these are the these are the books of the New Testament, and everyone goes, okay, these are the ones that we've kind of been recognizing as the divinely inspired Word of mm-hmm. God. Oh, it was a fourth century process of discernment, really, by the church, and you think about. 400 years of church development with very I mean they did have scripture right but it was like okay I have I have the letter you know to the Ephesians Co- and I have copies of the, yeah. I have the co- I have a copy of the gospel of yeah. Mark I mean it's here and there and and without the whole you can make a lot of statements yeah. that, that 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 I mean it, so you know. Cecile and I were talking about a um a class that we took at a church we attended while in seminary and uh so this is at the church, but a lot of professors and students were there. And the class was um, – I can't remember what they called the class, but I called it Spot the Heretic. Yeah. Because what they would do is they'd have one one person – they had two, te- two teachers, and, and each week they, they mixed up who did what. Mm-hmm. One person would stand up, and they would read a, a summary statement about a teaching of the church. Mm. And, um, and, they, and then the next person would read a summary statement of the church, and you had to say which one of those summary statements oh my goodness. was heretical. Oh, my goodness. Which one was deemed by the early church councils heretical? That and then, so and then to, to unpack all of that. So maybe there's a tag team teaching you and I will Dude, do one that, time that to sound, do it. I'm going to say that's a Wednesday class if I ever heard one. That sounds like fun. That yeah. does. We get yeah. we get really good at defending a, a heresy, yeah. one of us, and, we, and, and you never and, know who's going to be defending yeah, it. Exactly. So you, yeah, exactly. So Exactly. And so and, and the point of all the whole class, if I could get it down to a single point, was there are no new heresies. They that's just right. keep repackaging it. It's sort of like giving, repackaging, re-gifting fruitcake at some, Christmas right. time. There's no new heresies. You just keep repackaging the old ones. And that was, for me, that was one of the biggest, uh, when, you know, I spent some time when I, I mean, I do the illustration, you know, with the Soundburger thing, which is, you know, it's, it's meant to be kind of a catch you off guard a little bit because I want people to say at some point, someone thought that was a good idea. There was somebody who did the market research and they, 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 they thought they found a, a niche yeah. that they could fill and that they could be the ones to fill it. And they thought people were going to, sure. because, Hey, the Walkman did this great sure. thing. Why wouldn't this? Well, it just, because you're, you're, you're saying it's mobile and it ain't mobile, yeah. right? I mean, it's, and bec- and it can't be mobile because of the laws of physics, you know, the laws of gravity and what it takes for a record to be a record. And you yeah. can want that to work all day long, and you can feel like there's a, a a niche market for it, but it just is not going to work. And that was the idea that, you know, you can want something to be true all day long, right? You can want Jesus to affirm your, you know, your sinful behavior, and and you can, in doing so, ignore whatever the scripture teaches on that behavior or whatever um, but it's in the end it just doesn't work because God has, made, has designed the life the, the church and the world to, to to work and function in, in a way that's best and the way we understand what that looks like is through the study the the, the collective study of scripture together yeah. when we do that so that was my point in that that whole thing because I just feel like that's a big problem I know I feel like it's a big problem today I, I would agree with you on that so this week we are moving to uh, fellowship in, in our series going to be a fun when you're in uh, you are in classic once again Pastor mm-hmm. John I'm in fine and then we switch on the 5th uh, for Communion Sunday, we'll switch. Um, and on Communion Sunday, we're actually talking about breaking bread. So that's going to be uh, very appropriate. If you mi- missed uh, this past week's sermon or any one of our sermons, uh, go to our website, fpclakeland.org. Uh, 
www.worshipchurchofmidtown.org. Go to the worship page in the sermon archive tab. You can see complete services um, on YouTube there as well. Uh, if you've missed any one of our episodes of Armchair Preaching, uh, head over to Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so that you can be notified when a new episode drops. Like it, share it with your friends. Sharing is caring, John. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. John, thank you so much once again for hanging out, and uh, we'll see everybody 